0: Alrighty, everybody. Good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We have been breaking down the fantasy implications for the moves that we've been seeing in this wild, wild offseason. And uh, Wiz, it's, kinda, it, it's been so wild, Wiz, that we haven't really addressed the fact that the best player ever to play in the game in terms of success rate, and that's Tom Brady. We haven't even mentioned because we took a little bit of a look at it uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were just breaking things down, but Tom Brady is back as quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we haven't mentioned it yet.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, know, <clears throat> we were talking about how all of these things were going on, and, uh, we didn't really have a chance to talk about his retirement, but by the time we started thinking about it, he was announcing that he's back and, uh, and ready to go, and, uh. Boy, just when people were counting that offense out and saying well, how pitiful they were going to be and Blake Gabbard and Kyle Trask, then all of a sudden Brady comes back. They re Godwin. Russell Gage comes in there. Now they're looking at Gage, Godwin, and Evans. I'm sure momentarily we'll hear that is coming back as well. <clears throat> they took a couple hits with the offensive line, with their 1-1 one, one retiring and uh, Cincinnati signing um, their guard as well. But uh, their offense looks looks pretty good to me going into next season.
0: Yeah, I guess the big question is what they end up doing at running back, right? Because Leonard Fournette is currently a free agent, right? So the only real running back on the roster right now. I think Ronald Jones is also a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. The only running back currently on this yeah. roster, I believe, is Keyshawn Vaughn, right?
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's Keyshawn Vaughn, but uh, I don't know. Uh, You know, Leonard Fournette Fournette may, you know, rethink about going elsewhere, uh, realizing how much success. And look, the one thing with Brady, you know, giving him the ball so much and throwing it to him so much kind of builds you up for a new contract with another team when you go. So we'll see. If he stays or if he does go, but um, it's always tricky when it comes to the running back position. And speaking of the running back position, I know that we're going to have several in-depth conversations about the running back position as we head into – 2022 fantasy football
0: draft. Yeah, it, sure. the, yeah. Look again. You know, it's a position where you know the the way teams are treating it. I, I you know, just to use an example. You know, I got excited a couple of days ago when uh, Chase Edmonds signed with the Miami Dolphins, right? And then you turn around and Mike McDaniel brings his former running back Raheem Mostert, who you and I love as a player. Now he's 30 years old, but just can't seem to stay on the field. But Raheem Mostert is also part of the Dolphins, so it just seems like. Each every team wants more and more bodies at the position. You know, guys are breaking down. We, we could talk about, you know, we've, we have talked about Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is probably the second most talented running back on that Dallas Cowboy roster as we sit here right now. And, you know, how that plays out, you know, I just think, you know, we've talked about it a lot. The running back position to me has just changed dramatically uh, over the years. And uh, I think, you know, fantasy owners are going to have to think very differently about the position kind of moving forward.
1: Yeah, there's, there, there's there's no question. I, I think teams have come to the realization that unless you have a Jonathan Taylor or or Derrick Henry and those players are few and far between, that you really have to mix in several players and try and keep players fresh and healthy, and that seems to be the way of the NFL, which I remember at one point it, it wasn't. You'd have the main guy carry the ball 95% of the time, And then when he taps his helmet to come out of the game, another guy would come in for a handful of plays. But it's a different NFL right now with specialty players. And I know talking about the running back position as as we head into fantasy football is something that you you are certainly extremely passionate about and uh, have strong feelings. And you've been having strong feelings about it for years. So uh, you've been way ahead of people uh, regarding the running back position as it relates to fantasy football. That's for sure.
0: All right, so let's. So, and obviously, the biggest news, you know, okay, Brady's back. We've talked about that. We tackled Deshaun Watson. We've talked about the Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers situation. But, you know, big names are still moving around, Wiz. There's, you know, when I look at some of these teams, there are holes, there are inconsistencies uh, you know, on what's going to happen. But, but Russell Wilson was probably the next biggest, you know, kind of head to drop where the Seattle Seahawks traded him Uh, he goes to the Denver Broncos he has outstanding offensive talent and a young running back and a very solid receiving core that the Broncos made sure they solidified uh, last year, knowing that they were going to be in the hunt for a quarterback. But Russell Wilson goes to the Broncos. The Broncos have a very good defense. They did lose, obviously, uh, Von Miller. They traded him last year. But they're still a good young defense with a solid secondary. And, and, and this is a division. We've talked about it. This is probably the best division in football. But Russell Wilson, you know, I, he was very inconsistent last year. He gets a fresh start with an exciting you know, an exciting city in terms of fan, you know, he doesn't go too much from a different fan base, right? Seattle was a great fan base, but the Denver Broncos have a rabid fan base. It's almost like a perfect landing spot for for Russell Wilson to kind of rejuvenate his career with.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, their offense, for whatever reason, was stagnant. um, And, you know, now they, you know, they kind of bring in with Nathaniel Hackett, uh, a good offensive mind, and with Russell Wilson, and they certainly have some good, young, talented uh, players on the offensive side of the football, wide receivers, Dronte Williams, and, and running back. So there's a, there, there is a lot to be excited about, um, something that we haven't said in a long time, the Denver Broncos' offensive players all over the board are going to be fantasy relevant this year.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I don't know what Melvin Gordon is going to decide at this moment. He is a free agent, but Javante Williams, a very exciting young running back out of North Carolina as a rookie last year. Uh, whenever he got an opportunity, excelled uh, when he touched the football. Uh, so he's still there. Um, and I know you're very excited about Al- Albert Ugubunum at uh, at the tight end position.
1: Yeah, I really am. I think, uh, you know, we talked about Harrison Bryan, just one of these young players and uh... – I think he's a better football player than noel font uh you know when you look at everything is you know you to do with the tight end position uh, I think he's a better football player and I think the people with offensive minds in Denver come to realize that and uh, that's why Noah font uh part of the reason I think Noah font was in that trade is because they have a player like Okquabunum to 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 get in there and give him the opportunity do some things and uh there's a lot of reasons to be excited about, uh, you know, all of those players on the offensive side of the football, uh, with Russell Wilson, who I think in his mind uh, still has some stuff to prove here, uh, based on the last couple of years. I know he was injured. And I know the, the offense was was stagnant, but uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see this. Uh, you know that this this AFC West is chock full of fantasy. St- Superstars. There's no other way to say it.
0: Yeah, you know, I was looking really quickly at this. Wiz, I haven't looked at anybody's rankings yet, but I would have to say to me that Russell Wilson. Just looking at situations that other players are in, Russell Wilson is still a top ten quarterback in fantasy.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think he's I think he's in that grouping six to ten. Um, you know, when it comes to those rankings, it's always so close. I mean, you know, I I you know. It's 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 a debate, and you can have, and I, I think it's you know it's fun, uh, and I, I think certainly top ten, and where he is in that top ten uh, ranking, uh, can he, he can move up with the offensive players they have there, and on uh, Nathaniel Hackett as well. So uh, agree that he's top ten. Uh, we'll just have to see how far up, you know, he is.
0: Yeah, and looking at the, some of the other situations at, at quarterback, so we know that Carson Wentz goes to the Washington Commanders, so a hole remains for the Indianapolis Colts. You now have Deshaun Watson uh, playing for the Browns, so Baker Mayfield has requested a trade. He's requested to go to a couple of places. One of the names that is popping up is the Indianapolis Coats. Drew Locke was traded in that Seattle trade to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Do we believe that he can be the starting quarterback there, or is there another scenario where Matt Ryan's name keeps turning up? Uh, You know, there's just – So many moving parts here. And I don't want to kind of shortchange this one. I I basically thought that Mitch Trubisky was automatically going to be going to the Giants, uh, given his connectivity to both the head coach um, and and the GM. But uh, the fact of the matter is, right now, Mitch Trubisky is a new quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So... Uh, and Mitch, Tr- Mitch Trubisky, when he's been given an opportunity to play in the right situation, has won football games. So I- I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens there. Uh, but, yeah, moving parts still at the quarterback position. With, and, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the San Francisco 49er roster.
1: Yeah, I think the Colts, this is really where I want to start with this, is other Colts. <clears throat> they have a championship roster, in my opinion, if they get somebody at the quarterback position that could make plays when it needs to be made, plays within the game, um, plays smart. And, you know, just from a talent standpoint, the three quarterbacks that were mentioned, uh, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Matt Ryan, are all, you know, upgrades of what is in their building right now. And I don't know, the Atlanta Falcons – What's going on with Matt Ryan, but like them to be making such a push to get Deshaun Watson and they moved Matt Ryan's player bonus back a few days, an unusual move to allow Matt Ryan to talk to teams cannot be giving Matt Ryan the warm and fuzzies that he wants, (laughs) that they want him back there. And boy, oh boy, what an addition Matt Ryan would be for the Indianapolis Colts. You know, he would fit the criteria of what they need, um, certainly more so than Baker or Garoppolo, even though they would be better, you know, uh, they'd be upgraded to what they have in the building now. But I hope the Colts are really working because it, it was just heartbreaking to see that team, you know, lose that last week to, to the Jags. They got crushed in that game. Uh, I just feel their roster – the two teams that their rosters are so closely uh, are the Browns and Colts. They almost have like the same team yep. where they have elite running backs, good defenses, some guys at, at the wide resist, position that can make some plays. I just feel those two teams are so close in talent that the Browns now got their guy. I leave, I'd love to see the Colts get either you know Ryan first and then either Mayfield or Garoppolo. And, you know, with what these other teams are doing with the 49ers, the Browns, and the Falcons, it seems like, you know, the, the Colts could end up getting one of those guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, and right now when I look at that Falcons roster, was that, that could be the worst team in football right now.
1: Yeah, well, I, it's why I was kind of like, Confused of why Watson was like, you know, slow, like it, it seemed like the, you know, going into yesterday, it seemed like the Falcons almost had the edge over the Saints and the Browns and Panthers were ruled out. Um, so I'm just wondering what's going on in that building. Uh, with Atlanta and, you know, the Calvin Ridley situation, um, you know, right now he's projected to miss the entire season. I don't know if that's going to hold up, Uh, what's going to happen with that, but uh, I don't think he even appealed it. Um, So I I just think the Colts are priority, you know, their priority one is to get a quarterback in the building, and uh, I'd love to see Matt Ryan end up with Indianapolis.
0: Okay, so say Matt Ryan does end up with Indianapolis, where is Baker Mayfield going to end up?
1: Yeah, this could be a musical chair is where Baker ends up maybe in Atlanta. Uh, you know, you really don't don't know. It's it's uh, it's, it, it, it's a tricky situation, and uh, I'll be honest. I don't think the I don't think the Browns going to be asking too much to get. You know, they know they got to get him out of the building. He wants out of there. They want him out of there. So it's not like it's going to take a couple of number ones to get Baker Mayfield. So I think. Uh, to me, when I look at it, Seattle makes sense. If Pete Carroll is not the type of guy that wants to get in rebuilding mode, Seattle makes sense, and the Colts make sense as soon as they cannot land Matt Ryan.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. Seattle, most definitely, because I just don't think, Drew Locke has shown us that he's you know he's capable as a quarterback in this league, probably more on the backup side of things, but not as an everyday starter. I just don't, I just don't see that happening, and... Obviously, there's there's significant fallout right now. Uh, you know, if you're DK Metcalf or if you're Tyler Lockett, because you lose what you had with Russell Wilson, it's it's, it's a big hit on those two players in particular.
1: So it, it was kind of like it seemed like uh, Garoppolo's stealing marriage was going to take place. Now that 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 is out of the you know of question, or most likely out of the question, you know, where do you see Garoppolo moving to?
0: Is it possible? Is it possible that he sticks on this roster?
1: I guess, but I think Garoppolo wants to go to somewhere where he is going to be the clear starter and he's not looking over his shoulder. So if Matt Ryan was to go somewhere else, I could see that he could end up with Atlanta. If not, then I could see Garoppolo to Seattle, where I'm sure he would feel that he'd have a big upper edge over Drew Locke. It's not, it wouldn't be the same thing where you know that he'd have to keep looking over a player that they gave up a lot of picks to take with the second overall pick and a player that probably the fan base wants to see get out there and see what he could do. So I don't see it. I think I'd be surprised, but... I've been surprised <laughs> with a lot of things that have taken place so far this offseason. Yeah, the only thing that
0: would, that would kind of shock me a little bit is it's unusual to see a trade within a division, right? So, Garoppolo moving from San Fran to Seattle, where they'd see him... Tra- I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that that would prevent them, especially if they were able to get compensated in a proper fashion, but it's unusual to see that happen.
1: It is. It is unusual to see it happen, but... I don't know. I, I don't necessarily think they're concerned about, you know, you know, kind of like, um, you know, that the Seahawks then would, you know, be a team to threaten them. Uh, I think they'd be ideally, to your point, they would have loved to, you know, move him to the AFC and maybe still move him to the AFC. But uh, is, is it out of the question that he remains with the 49ers? No, I don't think it's out of the question. But uh, I, I, I thought – after that last playoff game that it's kind of mentally moved on, the team and Garoppolo to go somewhere else. Uh, just these this game of musical chairs at quarterback, these chairs are getting filled up. There's a couple of chairs empty, but it just seems like Ryan Mayfield and Garoppolo are the three remaining quarterbacks and a couple of spots left open. And the, the biggest one, as I said, the Indianapolis Colts to see you know, where, where, who, who lands in
0: that building. Uh, yeah. Before I talk about Mitch Trubisky, do you, do, would do you consider the New Orleans situation given that there was a potential that Deshaun Watson was going to land there and they're kind of left with Jameis Winston, who is right now a free agent and coming off of an injury and uh, Taysom Hill, who is not a standard slash prototypical quarterback. Is there a room for one of those quarterbacks to go to New Orleans at this point?
1: Yeah, I think there is because I think you know their defense is still very strong. They still have Kamara. They still have Mike Thomas. So I, I would I would think that would be a landing spot uh, for somebody to try and come in there and, and win that job and, and go in that building. So I think that's that's another interesting one uh, where where somebody could you know end up there.
0: All right, Mitch Trubisky. We we have a bunch of Steeler fans that like to listen to this, and obviously the Steelers still have a pretty solid case of offensive talent. Ben Roethlisberger couldn't move anymore. You get a complete opposite guy in Trubisky who can move around. Uh, you got a young running back in Harris. You've got good receivers. Uh, And Deontay Johnson, uh, Juju's gone now, so I don't know who actually moves up in the pecking order. Obviously, Claypool is there, but whether it's James Washington who who moves up or the Steelers address the position in the draft, how do you feel about Mitch Trubisky with the Pittsburgh Steelers?
1: Yeah, I always like a player that gets a a new lease on life and a, a guy that was thought to have a lot of potential. And, you know, when he was in North Carolina, he was making all kinds of plays and using his legs and, His feet, And uh, he's going to bring that, you know, bring that to the Steelers. (laughs) It's just that, uh, you know, I was thinking about a player like Deontay Johnson. And, oh boy, you know, sometimes Deontay Johnson can't catch the ball. And then when you combine that with the inaccuracy of Mitch Trubisky, I'm a little worried about the prospects for Deontay Johnson. Uh, You know, at least with Roethlisberger. You know, he was throwing those passes, and yeah, he can't get out of the pocket, but he was pretty accurate with the ball, and just (laughs) bringing Trubisky in, I hope he, you know, is able to be a little bit more accurate with his passes than he was with the Bears, but uh, a different dynamic. But the problem for the Steelers is the same thing as it's been the last couple of years. These other teams in the division are just better teams. The Browns with Deshaun Watson now, the Cincinnati Bengals, we a drive away from winning the Super Bowl. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have a better roster. So I think the problem for the Steelers is they're the least talented team in that division. And I think the, the gap has gotten wider even.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I, I think the Steelers, are right now when I look at it, probably the worst team in that division. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's a, it's a long climb up at the moment, and they you know they face some talent within, within within that division for certain. So Wiz, let me ask you a question before we sign off here. Uh, you know we've talked a lot about the quarterback position, derivative effects, and we'll be talking about this all off season. But is there any other one move that you kind of like when you look at everything else that happened? It could be whether it's the Cleo Mack trade, the Von Miller signing, Allen Robinson to the Rams. I'm curious if there's one move in this offseason that, aside from the ones that we've already spoken about, that kind of you know get a little bit of a, a raise of an eyebrow from you?
1: Yeah, I love Alex Kappa going to the Bengals. I mean, you talk about a position that they needed so much help in and then they're able to get an elite guard in that very, very spot. Um, and Joe Burrow, you know, just let me say this, finish first in two categories, completion percentage and yards per attempt. Just think about how somebody could finish first in the NFL in both those categories while being under siege by one of the worst offensive lines in in football. So getting Alex Kapper, uh, I thought was such a perfect signing and, um, something that is really going to be important for the uh, continued success of the Bengals and Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah, and by the way, didn't they also get... Um,
1: yeah, they signed another guard for the Patriots as well.
0: Uh, Ted Karras, right? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. 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 And I think, I, if I'm not mistaken also, there's some rumors that uh, former Cowboy Lael Collins is... Uh, look, they, they know they have to address the position. I'm sure they will address the position in the draft again it was a disgrace what they allowed to happen and you and i both know as good as joe burrow is and as great as those receivers are if joe burrow is constantly getting pounded he will not survive is <laughs> you look 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 at what happened to you know unfortunately you know andrew luck really couldn't enjoy you know the rest of his career cuz he got so beaten up early on in his career right
1: Absolutely, and the other thing is, I know you mentioned this um, to me the other day. Is <clears throat> what do you, what did you make of what the Jets have done at the tight end position? Yeah,
0: <laughs> they spent a lot of money. That's what they have we done. Are, right? We have
1: some big Jet fans that listen to this uh, podcast and. uh, what would you how would you uh, assess what the Jets have done so far in free agency uh, with Zuma and Conklin at uh, signing both tight ends? You know,
0: so so both players last year in, in in the two of them they became they probably in a few different weeks last year were very fantasy relevant, right? Uh, we know Conklin benefited for the fact that. Uh, Smith was injured for the Vikings last year. Um, you know, on the flip side, Ozuma had to contend with a lot of talented pass catchers on, on, the, um, on the Bengals, uh, but at times he had some tremendous, tremendous games. He's a, he's a very, very good athlete. Um, it's a lot of money to spend, but, but you do add two players uh, that could give some consistency to this offense. And look, the Jet offense has talent on it. You know, they, they brought Braxton Barrios back. Uh, We know they spent a lot of money last year on on Corey Davis. Elijah Moore was a rookie who, you know, when he was given an opportunity, uh, obviously at running back, Michael Carter. I I think if you're the Jets, you're if you're a Jet fan, you're somewhat excited about what you have there. But it is puzzling that they decided to spend money on both of those players. I I could see one of them and bringing one of their other guys, but Ryan Griffin back. But you know, the the Jets obviously see something. I don't know if they're going to be. Going with more twelve personnel?s I don't know, but uh, I, I thought it was a little strange to invest in both of those players. Uh, one of them I would have been okay with. I didn't understand in both of them.
1: Certainly interesting, interesting thinking. But um, you know, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to see how it. Um, but they're not the only
0: team, right? L- look at what Seattle did, right? They traded for Noah Font and they spend a cartload of money on Will Disley. So. I, <laughs> Who knows? I don't. I don't quite understand it. But uh, yeah, you know, Wiz and I will be talking a lot of all of these off-season developments. We'll do draft preview, NFL draft previews. Um, You know, people are still going to be moving around, so we'll continue to kind of inform and kind of give some guidance as to how that's going to fall out. Uh, Look, the details we're not going to know details obviously until teams break camp. But nonetheless, this has been without a doubt one of the wildest off seasons in the history of the NFL was, and I felt compelled to uh, do a few podcasts on it. We hope you enjoy them. Uh, guru and was fantasy football podcast, Spotify, Apple podcasts, SoundCloud. Uh, that's it for me, Wiz, any further pearls of wisdom before we head out?
1: I know. We'll just, uh, you know, keep it going. Uh, you know, when it gets close, uh, closer to the draft, though, we we'll certainly be talking about that, but, uh, just a, a wild and really off season of moves, and um, we'll we'll see what happens uh, the rest of the week.
0: All right. Well, you enjoy your weekend, Wiz, and we will uh, we will talk next week uh, on further developments. and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Wishing you a good weekend, Wiz. Have a good one. You do the
1: same. Thanks.